Hello and welcome back to episode 95, 96, whatever it is of the Sports Beat Podcast. Special guest Tristan Rancor on uh, diehard Packers fan to talk about a diehard Packers fan situation. Um, Devontae Adams, we got we got to cover it. Um, I'm, we're not going to waste any time to this because I felt like this was not only shocking, but it was um, one of those one of those memories where or one of those things you have to pull the car over just to react. Now, what was your what was your initial reaction? That's actually almost what I did. I was on my way home from work and uh, I had the ESPN notification. Usually when I leave work, I just put on my Pandora and I do my little 30 minute drive home. But uh, ESPN notification popped up on my phone. I had it like mounted up on my dash and it, it said Packers trade Devontae Adams to Raiders. And I had to do a double take because I, when I first looked at it, I could have swore it said Pacers traded for somebody. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. Turn my phone off, turn it back on. I'm like, wait a second traded so i was like pulled into my house read it all and i was just like in disbelief obviously yeah um just like every other packers fan would be especially myself i've been just a huge huge fan of tay uh for years now obviously i've got his autographed jersey up on my wall i've got his second jersey wearing it today for the show but uh it is definitely a surprising move but um at like as far as the details are concerned smart smart move on green base part i guess because i know obviously he was going to be a free agent and he was going to hit the open market if they couldn't pay him so they uh made the decision to franchise tag him that way they could either a get an extension done or b not let him walk for nothing and trade him and get something in return um and i know green bay probably knew it was pretty unlikely that they'd be able to satisfy his demands however it was later reported after the trade that they did match the Raiders offer um, to stay in Green Bay. So it ultimately came down to Tay wanting out of Green Bay and wanting to play with the Raiders. Apparently it's been a lifelong dream of his. And I know him and Carr are best buds and they played in college together. And obviously they've got a good connection. Um, as far as production wise, I obviously don't think it'll be as good as what him and Aaron had on the football field. I think his numbers will probably take a dip, but um, I think this was good for the Packers football team. Um, I've been saying this. I really haven't been saying this. I mean, I love Devontae Adams, but when it comes like in big games, big time situations, Aaron Rodgers did get a little bit tunnel visioned to Adams and he would disregard other open players on the field. Um, in the last few years without, without Aaron Rodgers on the field, the Packers haven't won a game without Devontae Adams on the field. They're seven and zero under Matt LaFleur. They're a lot more diversified offense without Adams on the field. Aaron will throw the ball to 15 receivers instead of three. Um, so I do think this offense does play better football. Obviously, they're a better team with Adams on the field because of the caliber of player he is, but they play better football when he's not on the field. So obviously, it's upsetting to see a player like that go. Um, the best Packers receiver I probably got to watch in my lifetime, um, besides Driver's probably up there. I don't think Nelson, Jennings. Jen, Jennings and Nelson, I don't think come close to Adams and Driver. Very good receivers, though. Um, yeah, best I've seen. Definitely one of the top three in the league. Um, yeah, sucks to see him go, but I, I hope he does well there. And I'm excited to see what Green Bay does here. They got some money freed up now. They could potentially bring in some wide receivers. Uh, got some draft capital. Mm -hmm. They got the Raiders first round, the 22nd pick. And they got their fifty mm, something. Yeah. I don't know. They got two firsts and two seconds now, which is the best draft capital Green Bay's had in a long time. 
Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's a big thing. You know, that's kind of, you know, we over the reaction aspect of it, because I think that is a big thing in this, you know, uh, you kind of touched on it as a fan, being able to appreciate a player of, of Adam's magnitude to just sit there. I mean, look, you got that out of grab Jersey. You got the second Jersey too. Uh, there's some definite, I can tell there is some definite, um, you know, there's some definite love for Adams there, but I do think, you know, there is, there is options out there for the Packers. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of want to touch on real quick, you know um, you know, there is a lot of different options here for the uh, for the uh, the Packers here. Like you kind of touched on it, uh, you know, a lot of draft capital here. In your mind, what are two picks? Uh, like, excuse me, what are um, a free agent option, or what is a free agent option? I can't talk today. I barely had my coffee. Um, what is a free agent option for uh, the Packers or many um, that you're looking at uh, that could? I don't. You, you you don't replace a player like Devontae Adams, but you find a guy that will come in can give you some kind of a semblance of production. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, you can't find anybody out there that's as good a player as he is, but I don't really think this offense needs that, but they do need a veteran presence. You can't rely on Alan Lazard to be the guy who leads the room. I don't think he's ready for that, and I don't think he's – I don't want to say I don't think he can be that because obviously he's shown he can be a solid number two, but counting on him to lead this room as the number one and produce – is pretty unlikely and it, it doesn't even look like Valdez Scantling's going to come back. Hopefully he does. I know they're still talking, but we need, we need his speed. Uh, so right now, really, it's just uh, Alan Lazard, uh, Amari Rogers, um, <laughs> Juwan Winfrey. Uh, I can see, I can't even like name these guys, Yeah. but I know there's some decent, I know Alan, Alan Robinson signed with uh, the Rams, right? I believe so, yes, which was kind of shocking. Ooh, sorry, I just got an Amber alert. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, Alan Robinson's off the table. I believe T.Y. Hilton is a free agent. Um, Will Fuller, um, Juju obviously signed with the Chiefs. Antonio Brown, I don't think anybody wants him on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> talent-wise, I think a lot of people do, but the rest of it uh... – yeah, sorry. Hey, um, if if he goes through some counseling or something, uh, I would take AB over anybody on this whole list in an absolute heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. When he's healthy and when he's productive and when he's out of distraction, I still think to this day over Devontae Adams, I think he's the most talented wide receiver in the NFL. Oh, um, without a doubt, still. Yeah, still. Um, AJ Green. Sammy Watkins. I know Green Bay talked to Sammy Watkins before he's uh, like two years ago before he went to Kansas City. I know they tried to go grab him, but uh, they couldn't make that happen. Uh, let's see who else we got. I, mean, I got, I got, a, I got a list here, and you tell me, uh, at, at, you know, brief your brief thought on it because I feel like this is kind of fun when you think about the possibilities now. Free agency, my man. You got to understand you're not going to get any other player that you're looking at here, but I mean, you can still get a potentially exciting player or at least someone uh, at a valuable, a valuable price that could still give you a little something. Julio Jones. Yeah. Julio and Jarvis Landry. uh, They're definitely at the top of my wish list. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, I think Julio is only 33, 32 or 33 years old, and he's had some injuries, but he can still produce if in the right situation. I would... Personally, I would want Jarvis over the two of them. Um, I, agree. I do agree that Julio is the more talented, obviously. But um, just if you need somebody that's guaranteed to like be on the field all year, um, 
and be more consistent, I think I'd have to take Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jarvis is at the top of my wish list. I think he'd fit in good to the offense. Um, but yeah, Julio, I mean, I would, I couldn't complain. I don't think anybody would complain if they got Julio Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't have high expectations for him. Yeah. Um, I would think maybe 800 yards, like six or seven touchdowns, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jarvis would top a thousand in that offense. Oh yeah. With Aaron uh, Rodgers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Six or seven, eight touchdowns, but we'll I know up. there's the, uh, there was some talk about them potentially trying to trade for DK Metcalf. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'd still rather have Jarvis or um, I don't I mean, want him to trade any way that draft capital we just got. I want to keep it and use mm-hmm. it. And, and another thing is, and you know, we'll get into this in a second. This is a very, very deep wide receiver class. Uh, I mean, there was like over eight wide receivers that ran a four or three. I mean, mm-hmm. that is incredible, incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, and, it, and it, if you look at a lot of their stats, it really does transfer to their production. So you know that it's this receiver that is actually this talented, this fast of a player, not just, hey, preparing for an NFL combine for the past two, three, four months. It was, this is how fast they are and how good they, uh, well, with the right system, you know, how good they could potentially be. They're not just one-year wonders. I did have to bring up one more name, and then we can uh, completely just shut this down if you'd like. Um, Will Fuller. Now, yeah. Will Fuller is a guy that, uh, in my mind, when he came out of Notre Dame, I'm thinking, okay, he is going to be an absolute, uh, just just a stud. Um, and I still think uh, he could be a very good player in this league. Uh, 27 years old. So he's kind of, you know, in, in that spot in his career where he's kind of in his prime, if you think about it. But when he was with the, with the Texans, he never had a 1000 yard season. That was with Deshaun Watson and all of them. Uh, even guys, uh, well, no Davis Mills. He was, he was, he was with the Dolphins last year. So, but you know, that would be kind of interesting getting a speedster like Will Fuller with a guy like Aaron Rodgers because we've seen what Aaron Rodgers could do with the speed receiver. And uh, I mean, that would, I feel like that would be an interesting pick. Yeah, I do know similarly to uh, who else I talk about the Packers talk Watkins. I know they tried, they made a push for Fuller. Obviously, Green Bay is not known to shell out money for free agents. So that's probably why they didn't end up with Fuller. Yeah. But um now is like Green Bay as fans, I know we've been claiming about complaining about them drafting or signing free agent wide receivers for years mm-hmm. but we haven't necessarily had like a dire need for wide receivers because we had we had like one prolific guy this whole time but now it's like this is the year where if they do not draft or bring in a wide receiver i am going to be livid like mm-hmm. this has to be the year like all those other years it it makes sense why they didn't mm-hmm. but this year like if, if they don't bring somebody in or use one of their first four good draft picks on a wide receiver or two wide receivers, like, I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, if they're really going to rely on these guys in the, the passing game, no, no disrespect to them, but it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of running football. There's not going to be a whole lot of throwing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, there's the only so much Rodgers can do. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's kind of a big part of it, you know, and, um, obviously he, he has shown throughout his career that he can play with just about any receiver and make them look, look great. Um, you know, uh, Robert Tanya or Bob Tanya, as, as yourself and a lot of people like to call him as a, as a guy that just immediately comes to mind recently that, you know, one year he was kind of like, yeah, you know, he's, he's an okay tight end to the next year is what scoring double digit touchdowns. And yeah. he is amazing. So, um, I feel like that would be, you know, that's just the latest example, but now I think we can ask ourselves the big question here. Um, you know, uh, is there, well, one of the big questions I feel like, is there a player currently on this roster 
that you feel for the Green Bay Packers that could step up into Devontae Adams' place? Oh, man. I feel like... Because, again, think, you don't replace a guy like Devontae Adams, but... Yeah. that That's going to be hard to replace, that production. Um, I think Lazard, the way he played the second half of last year, I hope it's not his peak, but I think he may have peaked. Um, because now, I mean, assuming they don't bring anybody else in, he's going to have the, the one defenders on him instead of the two and three defenders on him. So it's going to be a lot more tough of a task mm-hmm. to put up numbers. But Juwan Winfrey is a name that comes to mind. I know he was flashy in the preseason. Um, he could get open. He could get separation real well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he only had maybe two or three receptions in the regular season, if I remember correctly. But Winfrey is a guy that I'd like to see step up, who I think is capable of stepping up and maybe putting up 500 yards this year. Um, yeah, Marquez, they need to get Marquez back if they – they want any speed they have to bring marquez back or draft chris olave yeah. um somehow <laughs> but uh <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit um mm-hmm. but bob tanyan he's got to step up this year yeah. uh, i know two years ago he had the big year with double digit touchdowns and he was one of aaron's favorite targets doesn't drop anything mm-hmm. and then obviously this last year he was kind of quiet until um, we get him right before arizona he had a few good catches a touchdown and then at arizona he had the real big catch and towards ACL. Um, but now I think since the offense is going to be more well-rounded, more diversified, I think Bob Tanyan is in for a lot of targets this year, most likely. Um, Cause I know Aaron likes to work the middle of the field with when he's got tight ends who are capable of doing so. And I know Tanyan can do that. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to Tanyan having a big year. Um, and I think Marquez would also be a thousand yard receiver if they're able to bring him in. Um, Lazard, again, I don't have the highest hopes for Lazard because I think from a production standpoint, Marquez could outproduce Lazard in terms of yard and touchdown just because of his big playability. But uh, yeah, be interested to see what happens. I pray to God they can bring Valdez Scantling back somehow. Yeah. Um, or they need to use these draft picks, draft a receiver, or they need to bring in some free agent. I think they got like 20 mil to work with in cap space now. Um, so they could definitely spend. So they need to do so. One player I think that is kind of, I don't want to say getting slept on because I realize, you know, this is, you just lost arguably your best player on the team. And you're in a position now where you have to all of a sudden find that kind of production again. And I, uh, I don't know, but I do think one player that deserves a little bit of thought, Amari Rogers. Now a guy, he is not like Devonte Adams, like in the thought of, okay, six, two can all jump everybody run by most guys make plays for your team. But Amari Rodgers is, is respectable. Uh, I think he's a guy that you can take a look at. Uh, had 20 catches, or excuse me, not 20 catches. He, had, he was more of a kickoff and punt returner last year. Um, had 20 punt returns, 20 uh, for 166 yards. Also had 11 kickoff returns uh, for 199 yards. Had four catches on the season for 45 yards and uh, one rush of 11 yards. So modest numbers. But you got to realize he was coming into an offense that featured, you know, uh, Devontae Adams who was already an established favorite of Aaron Rodgers. So I think it's interesting. I mean, a guy that's five, nine can run like the wind and can just make plays. I mean, it would be like, I I would say if we want to talk about comparisons now, this might be an injustice. So I apologize in advance, my man, because I know you like Randall Cobb just as much as anybody, but 
He might be a diet version of Randall Cobb when you think about the speed and explosive capability. And I think he could be a name that I don't think he, um, when I say fill his role, I, I spill Phil's Devontae Adams shoes. I think he can be uh, an important part to that for yeah. the Packers, but I don't think he's going to obviously replace him because it's Devontae Adams. But um, I feel like uh, Rodgers is a guy that they could look at. Wouldn't that be funny though? Rodgers to Rodgers. I feel like that would be a really good connection. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I was looking forward to when they drafted him. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun, Rodgers to Rodgers. But uh, I can't believe I forgot to mention Randall Cobb. He's still on the team. Yeah. Took a pay cut. Took like a $5 million pay cut to stay on the team this year. Yeah. Um, he's obviously going to need to produce over the middle Yeah. because um, they don't split him. He's never split out wide anymore. He's just a slot guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, as long as we have Cobb, we probably won't be seeing a lot of Amari Rodgers unless it's, you know, kick and punt returns. Or if uh, Cobb is injured, as usual. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but when Cobb does play, man, he's he's, he's a really he's electric. He's a really good third down security blanket. Um, he makes very tough catches when you force the ball to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to be a big part of the offense along with whoever else they bring in or sign. <laughs> well, and you you mentioned bringing it in. Um, you know what is now? This this is again I. I I hate saying replace because, again, you don't replace a guy like Devontae Adams. We know that. But when in the draft, let's shift focus more to the draft here because yeah. there is, like we were just discussing, this is one of the deepest wide receiver drafts I feel like that people don't quite understand because a lot of the mock drafts I've seen, uh, I don't think they realize how good some of these wide receivers are. And, Tristan, if I'm being real with you, I feel like one to three of them could fall to the Packers where you're like, uh – uh-oh, like we can see a Justin Jefferson type rookie season from a receiver, especially with a guy like Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. So um, who are you thinking that they should really, uh, in the draft, give me some names that immediately pop out to you um, that they should really take a flyer on? My my two favorites, my obvious number one favorite is Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he'd probably be gone by the 22nd pick. Most likely. So that would probably be something they'd need to move up if they wanted to grab him. But something that would be right in front of him, I think, at the 22nd, maybe even into the second round, is uh, George Pickens. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he was hurt. He had a torn ACL and missed most of the 2021 season. But he's he's a first-round talent, um, George Pickens. If, if they fall, I, I don't know, man. Depends who else is there because they also need some help at tackle now. Um, yeah, they got rid of Lucas Patrick and Billy Turner. Um, so I think wide receiver has to be at the top of the list still. Um, Pickens and Olave are still my favorite receivers there. Um, tackle and edge, I think, are the other two needs. So, I mean, with their first pick, I think they have to go wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least with one of those two first round picks, they need to go wide receiver. Unless they bring in a free agent. If they don't bring a free agent, they need to go wide receiver and then they need to go or they need to go tackle. I wouldn't be upset if they didn't go wide receiver and they went tackle or edge mm-hmm. um, just because those are almost equally as important as yeah. the wide receiver, especially when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers where, I mean, obviously he's getting older, but he's the type of quarterback where it almost doesn't really matter who you have as long as they can run a little bit and they can yeah. catch. Um, Aaron will put it on you. Um, but, you know he will. Yeah, it's it's got to be it's got to be a wide receiver, and I'd really like to see them make a push to trade up for Olave. I think he'd fit in real well to the offense, especially if Marquez were to walk in free agency. 
He would show that like immediately. He's got the speed. He makes really good contested catches. Um, and then his separation is also probably easily the best in the draft class, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The way he separates off the line, which was Devontae's biggest strength, was creating separation immediately off the line. And uh, Olave's route running is really, really clean and That's polished. Um, so if you're looking for a receiver you can draft who's already who doesn't need a whole lot of working on, who's not very raw, he's like very mechanically sound and very good. Olave would be, he'd have to be the guy. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just assuming he's not going to be there and Green Bay is not going to trade up for him. So I think Pickens uh, would be my next favorite wide receiver in the draft. I think there's a couple players that I would like when you, if I saw that the Packers get into one of them, I would, I would groan Im- immediately because it's just, there's a lot, like we talked about so many wide receivers in this draft class. Now, obviously guys like Drake London, I think he's going to be a top 10 pick potentially um, uh, probably a top 15 if we're, you know, if we're, if we're being bold, but um, you know, he's one of those guys I would love to Now We talked about it, Tristan, that the Packers have some serious draft capital here. So you could move up to the top 10, go grab Drake London. Who's that six, four, six, five, big bodied receiver that can, will go up for 50, 50 balls, probably win 90% of them for Aaron Rodgers. also can run like a four, four. So it's like, okay, you're getting the best of both worlds here in terms of speed. Uh, you've got uh, an, a red zone weapon. That's another thing that Devonte Adams did that I don't think a lot of people quite is uh, score touchdowns. And I know that's the most, oh, you know, that's um, that's got to be the most impressive thing or whatever. And it is, or, or, you know, that's, but it's the most overshadowed thing that Devonte Adams did for the Packers uh, that I felt really didn't get enough recognition. He just found a way into the end zone. I really, you know, that was really it. And he was a, a big red zone target for Aaron Rodgers and rightfully so. Um, but I do think that, um, you know, you mentioned Chris Olave, you know, I've seen mock drafts where they, he goes at 20. So we're talking maybe trading up a third, fourth round pick to, you know, to the Eagles uh, to go up and get a guy like him ahead of uh, like the Steelers or, um, or the Patriots for that matter. So I think it's really interesting when you consider what's on this board, guys like Traylon Burks, I've had a draft cross on, on Traylon Burks for months. Uh, I think he's the guy that not only creates separation, big play, big, uh, big play guy that I think um, would be very interesting. Garrett Wilson, um, the um, playmate to Chris Olave, excuse me. So um, I think there's just so much draft. And even if, even say the Packers, if they, for some reason, Tristan, for some reason, go O-line or something, O-line and another need uh, in the first round there, even in the second, uh, I could see guys like Sky Moore just tearing it up with the Packers here. Like we're talking about a guy also ran a four, three, um, Velas Jones Jr. To me, he was a guy that just blew up at the combine, uh, and he had like what seven, eight hundred yards for the uh, for the Volunteers last year for Tennessee. Uh, big play guy, four three as well. So like, there's a lot like top to bottom, first to seventh. I think there is, uh, especially with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, there is receivers all around this draft. So if if the Packers really like. Uh, a, a position more than wide receiver or offensive line. I think they have got some options. Now, uh, is there any positions that you see right now that uh, other than receiver and O-line that you think, they, I don't I don't really see any, to be honest with you, but uh, it never hurts to also get a best player available. Yeah. Um, special teams obviously needs work. Um, <laughs> yep. I wouldn't care if they drafted. One thing that's probably going to happen soon sooner rather than later, probably in the next year or so. Crosby, just his time is probably up. Um, he can barely boot it into the end zone anymore on kickoffs. Um, he's going to get replaced, and I think they should uh, take 
notes from Cincinnati's book and draft a kicker. Mm. Um, whether That's wonders. it's this year or next year, McPherson just incredible. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, drafting a kicker wouldn't bother me if it was like after the fourth round mm. um, because they're going to be needing to replace Crosby. I mean, there was talks about replacing Crosby last year. Yep. Um, so it wouldn't be crazy to me if they went after some special teams help in the draft. Long snapper is good. We don't need a long snapper. But, I mean, really, besides tackle and wide receiver, the only edge edge rusher, I mean, still, they, don't, they just resigned Preston Smith. They still have Rashawn Gary. Um, obviously, two very good edge rushers. Whitney Merciless, um, he's an end, but he'll be coming back this year or should be coming back this year. Um, I know Zadarius, my boy Zadarius, visited the Vikings today. I, um, I, I want to stop you there because I, I just want to get from a Packers perspective of watching years of Zadarius Smith just annihilate whoever was playing left tackle for the Vikings, like years of watching that. Who, how would you feel with Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith going after Rodgers? Because I, I very rarely get like, uh, I salivate to see something, but that would be something that I'm like, oh boy, like this could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean... His best games always came against Minnesota Every over time. the last few years. And obviously he didn't play this this year at all. But, um, mm. man, I remember specifically that game in Minnesota two years ago towards the end of the season where he had four or five sacks. Yes. Man, yeah, he would terrorize. But seeing him in Minnesota, I mean, obviously it would be tough to watch um, him coming after Aaron. But, uh, you know, being a fan of the NFC North um, – I'd like it for Minnesota. I don't hate Minnesota. The only team in the North I hate is Chicago. Amen. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he posted posted stories on his Instagram today of all the how welcome Minnesota made him feel. And so, you know, I, I hope he signs in Minnesota. Um, if that's, I know he was almost, he almost signed a deal to go back to uh, the Ravens yeah. where it all began for him. And I really thought that's what was going to happen. But then when they reported the, the, uh, the details of the contract, I thought it was extremely, extremely low numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this man's taken nothing just to go home and play. And then he backed out of it. Obviously, he's probably going to get offered a lot more from teams like Minnesota or, you know, if he wants to get real competitive, he should just go to the AFC West, if we're being honest. That would be, I mean, we're, we're speaking facts here. I feel like that would be really interesting because like you said, I mean, already going Chandler Jones already going to the Raiders Man. and, I mean, JC Jackson to the Chargers. Like, there's this is that's a stacked division. I agree. Um, I don't know. The question for me, though, is how much he has left in the tank, Zadarius Smith. I think he's got quite a bit. Uh, a guy that's uh, built pretty solid, actually, for a guy that plays edge. Uh, and I feel like he could be uh, pretty interesting in a Vikings new 3 4. So I, I'd be interested to see it. But the question is, you know, how much could you get him for that? That really is it for me because I, 10 mil above 10 million, I think you're pushing it. Um, especially because you're coming off an injury. If he's fully healthy, $15 million, give him the wad and let him, you know, just take over. But other than that, I mean, Daniel Hunter probably might feel a certain way about that, but I mean, he's getting 18 uh, just for, I think he's got a cap hit of like 23 million. So, okay, fine. But um, I do think it would be interesting. I, I am sorry. I had to ask you that question. I had forgotten about that because I saw he was taking the visit. Then like, Oh, I got to make sure to ask him about that. Um, but as far as uh, draft needs for the Packers, in your mind, what are, give me some top five needs. Like I know we covered at wide receiver and O-line uh, special teams need some work. Can you give me like a top uh, just, it doesn't even need to be top five because the Packers are stacked. We know it. 
Um, just what are the top draft needs for the Packers? Well, my dream, my dream draft scenario, I think the perfect draft scenario would be wide receiver with the first pick at 22. Obviously, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Jamison Williams probably won't be available by the time we hit 20. But uh, Chris Olave could be somebody who's still there. So or uh, Traylon Burks, um, George Pickens, uh, Dotson. I don't forget his first name, but there's there's a lot of good receivers. So I think one of those first two picks in the first round has to be a wide receiver. The other one, I would go tackle. Honestly, I'd go tackle in the first round. There are some good tackles, and I think the best one that could probably fall to Green Bay um, and my notes here, I don't know how you say his name, his first name, Bernard. Um, oh, yeah. Or yeah, Bernard, yeah. Central Michigan. Yep. I think he'd probably be the best available tackle at 28 if they draft a receiver at 22. Um, I think they should go wide receiver and tackle. Not in a specific order, but I think they need to address those two needs first. Second round, I think, see, if it was my choice, I'd go another wide receiver in case one of them doesn't work out Yeah. because you got two picks in the second round. But um, another wide receiver and probably edge or middle linebacker. Obviously, don't need a starting middle linebacker because we brought back Devondre Campbell, who was incredible last year, all pro. Revived yeah. his career, by the way, like yeah. just out of nowhere, like, okay, change of scenery. And the worst thing is he's a former gopher. Do you know how much of a slap in the face that is? Oh, all you needed to go do was go to Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there are some good edge rushers. Uh, Drake Jackson, Drake Jackson uh, from USC will probably be available in the second round around our 58th, 59th pick, whichever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's some need. Yeah, speaking of people who revive their careers, yeah, linebackers, edge, offensive tackle, and wide receiver are really the only things I think Green Bay needs to draft um, in the first few rounds. After that, I don't really care less who they draft as long as they um, take care of those needs first. I'd like to see a kicker drafted. Uh, That always gets me excited when I see a kicker or a long snapper drafted or a punter. for that matter. I know we just signed uh, Pat O'Donnell, the Bears punter. Oh, yeah. but oh, what was I going to say? Um, God. But yeah, we don't need a whole lot besides. Oh, Rasul Douglas. We were signed Rasul Douglas, another guy that revived his career. I couldn't believe that. I'm Two like... guys that were like not even on an active roster that Green Bay brought in for nothing, like um, yeah, like eight hundred thousand bucks maybe, and both of them had all oh. pro seasons. <laughs> I'm like, like how. Does this happen? Like I, uh, it's, it was infuriating considering the, the draft stock the Vikings tried to put in and not see anybody draft. Like uh, this last year wasn't bad, but like, um, you know, Jeff Gladney, his uh, court situation, I'm glad that all got resolved and pressure involved there. But, you know, now he's going to the Cardinals. That's, you know, I, I, was, I was a little salty to see that. Um, what would you grade the Packers free agency in just terms of, because um, we know that the, the Packers really, don't sign players, but just in terms of keeping the player, the important players around uh, that really did shine for you guys. Like, like Campbell, we, we touched on. Yeah. I'd give them an B plus or a minus so far, obviously losing Adams uh, hurts and takes the grade from an A to a B, but then being able to keep uh, Douglas Devondre Campbell was like my number one. They need to resign Devondre Campbell. We've been missing a good inside linebacker for years um but now that we finally got that that had to be top of the list second I think in my opinion was Devontae keeping him somehow 
Third is Jair Alexander. They still haven't reached a deal with him. I'm sure they will. He's still got a year left on his, uh, his deal. So if they need to attend him sometime during the season, they can. They'll need to get it done before the season starts. But they should because he deserves more money. He's a heck of a player. Um, yes. But, yeah, that's uh, – I lost my train of thought. What was your question? Oh, we're talking about free agency grades for the Packers. Sorry. Oh, yeah, B. I give it a B. Being able to keep everybody together minus Devontae Adams and then get some draft capital out of Devontae Adams. Um, best draft capital they've had in mm, – a long time. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember when they had two firsts and two seconds. Yeah. Uh, probably, I don't think they had in like 10 plus years at least. But uh, yeah, I'd give them an A minus probably. Yeah. B plus. Um, you know, I like I said, I there's, I've, I've been kind of saying it all off season. Now there's people or there's teams that, you know, make big splashes, teams that don't make big splashes. Um, but obviously they make moves where they need to. But there's also something to be said for teams that just keep everybody where they're supposed to be like guys like Campbell, Douglas, all those boys, keeping them in, in house. Uh, I think is big. Uh, you know, I like guys that you guys literally revitalize or revive their careers. Um, now let's go to a dream Packers draft scenario. Now we touched on wide receiver, obviously Alave falls. I would argue though, that the dream here would be guys like Drake, London, uh, Jameson, yes. uh, Jamison Williams, who I he's probably going to be out for a month or two due to his ACL, but uh, probably longer, maybe longer. I'm not sure yet. He might be out for the full season. I don't know. Um, but I think the biggest thing here is wide receiver. Who is? But what is your dream draft scenario for the Packers? Dream draft scenario would be Drake London or Jamison Williams. Um, I don't think they would sacrifice any of their draft capital to move up, being how good it already is. I think they're going to hope and pray that Olave falls to them at 22. Um, like they were hoping Jefferson would fall to them two years ago. Or, uh, Yeah. And I, apparently the green Bay's plan was to draft Justin Jefferson and then their next best was Jordan love somehow. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, my next best would have been Patrick queen. He was still yeah. there, but it's beyond me. Um, yeah. That would be my dream for the first the first pick would be Jameson Williams or Olave. I'd be, I couldn't be happier with either of those two. And then uh, in terms of alignment, I'm not very familiar with the, the tackles that are in this draft besides the one from Michigan I brought up. Um, I know there are a few better ones, but. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's, what's a bigger need left tackle or right tackle? Right tackle. Right tackle. Now, if we're talking about right tackles, I think a guy like Trevor Penning, who now I think Trevor honestly could play left tackle or right tackle. So he's a guy that's, uh, you know, out of Northern Iowa that former Panther just gets after it. Now I I encourage you watch some senior ball tape of this guy. He is mean. Like he is the guy that like uh, for no reason, like he would have his guy be uh, every play just would put him into the ground, just to stake, just to make a statement. Every single play watch. I'm telling you, this man was a, just a straight up jerk in, in uh, the senior bowl. And I loved every second of it because, you know, I feel like a lot of alignment these days um, you watch them and you're like, okay, you know, uh, they, they're solid. They get in the place they're supposed to be. They don't touch the, his defender. Doesn't touch the quarterback. You're fine with that. But I mean, this guy, he finishes everything. So, um, I mean, uh, all's obviously, but I mean, by the time I was going to bring up Evan Neal, but I mean, he, by the time that the Packers were all run, Evan Neal's going to be on a plane to like the jets or something, or, you know, because he's just, I honestly think he's one of the top tackles in the draft, if not the best one. Um, but realistic guys that I think, um, 
will be there for the Packers. Uh, like I said, uh, I think Penning will be there. Now I have seen mock drafts recently that have put him, uh, I want to say as like a top 15 pick, which I thought was a little shocking, but, um, you know, Bernard Raymond, like you mentioned, um, you know, Trevor Penning as well, but even a guy, um, like Abram Lucas out of Washington state, I think he would be really interesting. Uh, cause I think he mainly played right tackle and he was a guy that, uh, if you watch him on tape, he's big and solid, but your biggest concern for those guys is how they handle the bull rush and how do they handle speed rushers? I thought he handled both beautifully, especially at the senior bowl. So I think that would be really interesting. Um, even guy like uh, uh, Kellen Dyche, excuse me, and Daniel Falele out of Minnesota as well. So they've got options. So if, if the Packers, for whatever reason, don't like what they see in the first or second round, or they do draft one, they could double down and you could have a potential guy that also, I mean, honestly, you could probably kick into guard uh, at some point too. So there is options for the Packers. I would hate, absolutely hate if they got penning, because then we can see half of our guys just in Lambo, just planted in the ground, which would be infuriating. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I'm excited for the Packers. Cause I do feel like, um, you know, they're like, correct me if I'm wrong, Tristan, but very rarely are there teams where you're just like, okay, they actually don't have a lot of needs. They draft these two guys. They're done. They're done. They're done for the draft. Do you know how infuriating that is for a team like me of the Vikings that has like five, six draft needs or, or better yet. I don't know if you've looked at mock draft simulators, but they, they have, <laughs> they have the Texans draft needs as every position. <laughs> and it's like, ow, like that, that is savage, but true. Oh man. Yeah. Um, but then they also have like uh, the Cincinnati Bengals that have draft needs as like uh, just O-line. That's it. Like, and it's true. But overall, no, I, I am excited for the Packers because I do think, um, you know, this is a good draft class to be able to take care of some of those. Um, but now we can jump into the final thing here. Um, and I, I just want to touch on this quickly because I, I feel like it's really an, an infuriating for me in my experience as a Vikings fan to have a quarterback that demands probably at least half of the cap just to sign this man. Uh, I know I'm being, I know that's an absurd exaggeration, but literally demands... 35 to 40 million dollars a year i mean if if only i feel and this is my biggest frustration with this tristan is tom brady took less money for years years and they wonder why he won super bowls because they were able to resign guys keep guys at key positions of need uh and also you know there was a lot of the other things that went into that having one of the best coaches of all time as well but i feel like man you you've got to be at least thinking that I, you're, you're at least questioning why quarterbacks don't take less money. Like, you know, like guys like uh, Kirk cousins or Aaron Rodgers. But then I thought about it, Tristan. I'm like, you know, these guys are not guaranteed anything when they get into the NFL. Like you, you only have a certain amount of time to make as much money as physically possible. Like you, yeah. you, you want to make your market, make family changing and game changing money. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately that's just the bigger concern for some players like Kirk cousins, in my opinion is, uh, making more money rather than trying to get the best team around you. What are your thoughts? I couldn't agree more. Um, for the longest time, I've always <clears throat> been wanting Aaron to take less money to uh, build a better team and get championships. But I guess the later we go on in his career and you realize, you start to realize he's not going to be able to obtain um, the status of Tom Brady in terms of championships. It's got to just become about MVPs, personal accolades, like, He's probably chasing more personal goals financially, um, MVP awards, records, like yards, touchdowns. That's probably all he's going after now is just personal achievements. Um, 
I mean, it'd be nice to see him win one more Super Bowl, um, whether it is or without the Green Bay Packers. I still don't think his extension is going to be the end of his career. I don't um, either. Because it's really the way it's structured is only guaranteeing him in Green Bay for this season, the next season, two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it's kind of up in the air. It's kind of like what they just did with this last contract. Um, but you think 35, 30, 35 is bad. This man <laughs> is taking 50 million a year. Um, obviously, there was a lot that was like converted into bonuses to help with the cap um, this first year, at least. Next year, his cap, this year, his cap is only 20, 20 or 25, but his bonus money is insane. But next year, his cap hits 49 million. Um, that, so it's important they're getting these players extended now while they can because mm-hmm. next year you're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. Um, I, I hate it um, personally, but same time, like if you're, it's just a job for these guys, right? Um, think about it. Like you and your job, if you know you're the best at what you do in your job and you know you can get paid $50 million a year, why would you take anything less? Like knowing you, they'll pay you this much to play football, then that's what I want. Like I want to be the highest paid because I'm the best at it. And I want to look out for myself, my family, even though Aaron doesn't have a family. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, doesn't get anybody to provide for. Um, and he's got tons of other revenue streams. I mean, he's got State Farm. Isaac. He'll never have to buy insurance for the rest of his life. No, he's got plenty of Adidas. Uh, he's got like yeah. four, four or five other revenue streams that I'm sure making millions of dollars. But I mean, I've, I'm, I'm over it now because it's so late in his career and nothing's going to change. Um, really, the dream scenario for me is he wins, wins a Super Bowl this year and next year, and then uh, Green Bay needs to break that off somehow. Like, this was the year I was mentally prepared for them to, like, walk away from Aaron Rodgers and, like, I don't know. I'm not confident in Jordan Love, but I was just ready to see the Rodgers drama gone. But at the same time, I didn't want him to leave because of how good of a player he is. Mm. But I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm glad he's staying, but he's holding the team hostage basically um, next year and the year after. This year, they're okay, but uh, the future, the future money is going to really hurt the team. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, like, like I said, the Vikings are in kind of a similar situation now because Kirk Cousins knows he's not going to get Aaron Rodgers type money because he's not Aaron Rodgers. Did they give him? It was was it 35 fully guaranteed? Um, so hold on. I got to pull this up again. I, 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 I had to close this Tristan because I was so like, I understand they had to like, I actually really like the move in terms of freeing up cap space now, but it was one of those things where I'm like, can we get rid of this guy? Like I, uh, so obviously right now he's on the books, uh, for a guaranteed to make uh, he's got a base salary of five million, a signing bonus of sixteen million, and, and total. I think his cap hit is thirty-one million in total. Um, but then next year, what they did is they have him. I think that he gave. Uh, they signed a one-year, thirty-five million dollar, fully guaranteed. Um, that I think. But the the thing about it though is Tristan. I think through signing bonuses and uh, they are able to kind of space that out. Like I think it's uh, twelve and a half million that are due over the next like twenty four and twenty five, uh, twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. So he's still like these first two years are going to be where he makes the bulk of his money. Um, and if the Vikings cut him, that's eighty million dollars in dead cap, which is not an option. So these next two years, this year, next year, it looks like 
I mean, he's probably going to play for the Vikings after that. I don't know. Um, I mean, he's still got a $12.5 million cap hit, so that's, you know, it is what it is at that point. But also at the same time, you're like, okay, well, what's going to happen here? Because at some point in 50 years from now, when this man stops draining money from the Vikings, is there any way, like, we just move on from him. So, yeah, it's one year, $35 million to answer your question, the extension, but it also frees up some, like, immediate cap room uh, for them now, which was big. Because I think his cap hit was going to be, like, I want to say 45 million and now it's 31. So they saved 14 million there. So they were able to bring in some other guys, but still it is infuriating. So they can, so they can bring in Z. Yeah. Um. (laughs) I, uh, I would honestly not be opposed to that, but we'll have to see how it all plays out. Cause I, my biggest question is how much it will uh, cost in the long run, but yeah. Sorry. uh, I keep looking out my window. We're in a tornado warning right now. Oh, you're doing this episode in a tornado warning, man. Good for you. Yeah. Apparently there's like, there's a tornado uh, over by the airport, which is like five miles from our. Dude, that's place. commitment. Thank you. Like, what? okay, well, <laughs> we'll get off so you can, you know, get in a shelter. No, we're good. Okay. No, we're all good. But uh, speaking of, <laughs> be fine. We have tornadoes all the time up, up in South Dakota, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the money. You want to talk about crazy contracts. What Cleveland is giving Deshaun Watson oh. is absolutely idiotic and absurd. I don't care how good of a player. I don't care if it's Brady or Mahomes or who it is. You cannot give that somebody like that, that kind of guaranteed money who just came out of these allegations and fresh out like a week out. They're giving him what? 230 fully guaranteed, fully guaranteed. That was, I mean, it was absolutely shocked. I'm like, well, I'm not going to touch on the whole situation. He's in prayers for everyone involved there, but this man just got a wad for sitting there. Like, no offense. Yeah. He's a great player. He got a wad for, you know, just his potential. And I think, you know, that's such a big thing these days is potential. So I, I honestly, I support it. I, I hope he does well with Cleveland, but man, I honestly left me scratching my head. The The compensation for him was, I mean, it was top tier too. So uh, in terms of draft capital for the Texans and the, uh, the Browns, but I'm just, you know, I, I, from what I've seen, the NFL is investigating too. So he could be suspended. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how that thing works out, but yeah, I'm definitely interested to see how that, uh, that plays out. I think, um, don't get me wrong. I think he's a top five quarterback in this league when he's uh, on the field and healthy and all that, everything's going good, but it's just, man, I, I, the, the thing that told me Tristan is that like the Browns, they're all in there. They just go want to go win a super bowl. And I get it. You know, Kevin Stefanski and all those boys, you know, they don't have a choice. Like they need a quarterback and you want to talk about an upgrade. Uh, if we're talking about Deshaun Watson over a guy like Baker Mayfield, uh, yeah, that is a clear yeah. upgrade um, in that situation. But um, anything else you'd like to say before you get out of here, my man? No, I don't think so. But yeah, looking at it from that perspective, if you're Cleveland and you've been through the quarterback woes for all these years and you finally have an opportunity to grab a guy like Deshaun Watson who by the way everything. he's still pretty young he's like he's in his prime too that's the thing so yeah he hasn't even hit 30 yet I don't think no. probably mid late 20s but yeah I guess if you have the opportunity to get somebody like that and that's the kind of money he wants mm-hmm. at some point you just got to say screw it like yep. we're gonna give you we're giving you all of our money uh <laughs> we have a, we have a pretty solid team in terms of everybody else so See, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, apparently you need wide receivers now because Jarvis is going to leave, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. Uh, they, well, they have, the thing is, is I believe to my recollection, they've got a lot of guys like, and nobody talks about this, but like Donovan Peoples Jones, who honestly, he has been playing lights out these last couple of years, but you know, it has been really interesting. Um, and they also they have, uh, I believe they have Mario Cooper too. 
um, Jakeem Grant Jr. and all them, and Andy Schwartz. I believe out of Auburn last year, who was a stud too. But yeah, man, I think it's going to be really interesting to see where they go um, because they got a franchise quarterback finally. So, but anywho, um, I will, we'll, we'll go ahead and get out of here. I got to thank you, man, so much for coming on. And I, I, when this is all done, we'll be back with you to do uh, Packers draft grades, I hope. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. For sure. Well, We'll get out of here. I'll let you get in a tornado shelter. Uh, maybe let you get some dinner as well. Uh, but uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, and we will be back next week for episode, I want to say 97. And with that, peace out.